to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hudge, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. It's cold out there, but he's hotter than Mustafar. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker, how are you sir? Oi oi, Savaloy. Yeah, no, it is chilly, isn't it? It's got it's real dropped. cold. Yes. It's got real cold, mate. It is cold as Arts Cotter's Hoth. Hoth. <laughs> you know, George would say that, wouldn't it? But like, mate, it's Hoth. Yeah. Just like Hoth. when he says, uh, Nabel, Nabel. Mate, it's yeah, Naboo. George. Everyone in George, your film that you wrote and directed, yeah. it's Naboo. Who do you think you saying? are, the maker of this stuff? Oh, George, you know, you Nabel. Yeah, I'm going to call it uh, Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> that'll be the next Luke one Luke Skywalker yeah, yeah no George yeah, like we that. love you but come on come on come on you know what I was thinking mate um, I was thinking the other day like it, well that's true that is yeah. true <laughs> I was thinking in December 2023 next month we were meant to have a Star Wars film weren't we like years ago back in 2019 that's when they said Oh, and the next Star Wars film, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but the next Star Wars film will be out in December 2023. You're probably and that right, actually. Me, yeah, it hit me like a wall. Like the other day, I was like, mate, that's like oh. next month. We would have been, we, we would have known all about the, you know, the trailers. We would have had a trailer at probably Celebration London. It's this would have probably been how, a round table talking about yeah. a hype or something. Yeah. Yeah, because it would have it would have come out probably three well, weeks. Let's time. Have a look. Um, oh, probably the fifteenth. Probably Friday yeah. the fifteenth of December. Yeah, that's when it would have come out. Which I think it was a was it a fifteenth that the Force Awakens came out. That was December the fifteenth, twenty fifteen. I remember it well. Yeah. And then the Last Jedi was like the seventeenth, and I think Tross was like the nineteenth or something like that. Um, and Rogue One was maybe like the 16th, kind of different days, which is odd. But do you know What's what? I funny totally- sub- subconsciously, you've just named the years they come out on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think, I, I think some of those are true, but not all of them. But you've gone, I think that's tw- last July 17th, 2017. Yeah. Anyway. I know. It's weird. Like, I may have, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know, after this show, I'm going to check actually, because I might actually be right as well. But mate, I hadn't thought about that. Right there, mate. It, it really is. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it was you were due a film this year, um, yeah. and listen, we're going to be talking films galore uh, very shortly. But still, I know you posted recently about having Force Awakens nostalgia. Man, mm. I don't know if I'm just getting old and weepy, but I keep thinking back to those days, and I'm like, man, like 2014 specific. I was like, when nobody knew anything, and it was just mm. fun, and there was none of this mm. silliness going around that permeates the conversation. And it's just great to get excited again about what could be and the OG were coming back and who are these new guys. And 
I just remember, and then the film came out as we've all well documented. We all very much enjoyed it. We did anyway. Um, it's just good times, mate. And I can't wait to hopefully he's think crossing fingers and toes, get that kind of buzz back again. And I know we're going to talk about it, but I can't wait. I hope we get the buzz back, mate, of new films and they feel like event cinema. I, I'm, I'm getting excited thinking about it. I hope, mate. I hope. There'll be a buzz. It's like the sun. There'll be a buzz. Yeah. There'll be a buzz, mate. I can't right. wait. I've got I the goosebumps wait. now thinking about it. Yeah. Well, mate, <laughs> I've, I've got to temper my excitement for a minute because I am hearing the sounds of something in my ears. Oh. Very loud, very rusty. Very bongy. It's the sounds of Big Ben Kenobi, my friend. What does it all mean? Oh, it's a galactic news round. (laughs) According to Bloomberg reporter and reputable insider Jason Schreerer, the Knights of the Old Republic remake is still in active development at Sabre Interactive. According to Empire Magazine, five Star Wars shows will be coming to streaming during the course of 2024. They being Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, The Bad Batch Season 3, and or Season 2, and Tales of the Jedi Season 2. And speaking with Entertainment Weekly, Dave Filoni called Hayden Christensen the chosen one and spoke of their instant connection upon their first meeting. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson. This is Max Lloyd-Jones. This is Araida Cordova. This is Pam Rose. This is Christopher Sean. Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We're going to talk movies tonight. We're going to talk Dave Filoni. We're going to talk news. We've been, Sessions HQ, being pretty busy for the last uh, few weeks. We've been doing, have a Patreon show. You have a, have an extra, have a wicked conversation with BK Cosplay about Galactic Star Cruiser. But in amongst all that, there has been so much filth dropping in the galaxy, so much news dropping that we're going to do tonight one of the shows that we always enjoy doing. And that's a news discussion. Basically, we're going to come in with our opinions on the the big news uh, reveals of the last few weeks. I don't know what Luke thinks about them. He doesn't know what I think about them. And we're just going to chat. We're going to have a loosey-goosey. The rest of the show is going to be the same. But for the next 45, 50, 60 minutes, we're just going to be chatting about what's been happening in Star Wars in a galaxy far, far away. The big news, mate, we've already mentioned it. Let's just kick off straight away. And I want to hear your thoughts Mm. on this immediately. Dave Filoni, David Filoni himself, the man in the hat, has been promoted to chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. Now, previously he was doing a role very similar, but this is now a different role from the one which he didn't announce last time. He's now chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. This is a big deal, mate. I know a lot of people have been very excited about this. There's been a lot of opinions divided either way, which we can talk about. But firstly... Is this a good move? And secondly, what is a chief creative officer? What's he going to be doing, mate? What's he up to? Okay, there's there's a few things to unpack there, right? There's a few things to unpack there. A chief creative officer is a bit fluffy, yeah? The the definition of that is a bit fluffy. What what is that? Because it doesn't say, oh, you know, chief writer, yeah? 
it doesn't say, oh, you know, they're going to just be storyboarding the whole time. Officer. What is, in, what is interesting is this is more or less an equivalent to Kevin Feige's title over at Marvel Studios, isn't it? Pretty right? much, yep. Pretty much. Now, I think, mate, we can compare this a little bit, not, not completely, but a little bit, to George Lucas in the 2000s, particularly, you know, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, onward um because george wasn't really handling the business on a day-to-day um basis right another person did that her name escapes me but um yes yes. we'll have to double check that but it was it, it, it was a lady she ran lucasfilm and george was more or less doing all of the creative stuff yeah now kathy does have a creative background yeah kathy doesn't really have a business background per se right she did help uh, found uh, Amblin Entertainment, yep. E.T., you know, all of those sort of films. Yeah. Filoni being brought in to, as far as I'm aware, alleviate Kathy Kennedy from some of that creative process and to kind of, I think, mate, shepherd Lucasfilm creative projects, shepherd Star Wars projects and storytelling and mythology as opposed to right we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do and I'm going to write this script I'm going to do that I'm going to do this he's overseeing everything yeah and you even said in the news round mate how many shows are coming out next year yeah you've got animation you've got live action you've got um some something as gritty as Andor you've got Skeleton Crew yeah all very different things what has let me ask you a question mate okay in the sequel trilogy, and really Disney Lucasfilm, what is one thing that has been lacking? What is one thing? Oversight. Oversight. Planning. And you planning. You could even say cohesion. Yeah. Yep. There's no. There's no cohesive plan. Now, this might be a remedy to that. It's not perfect. Like any medicine. It's, it's not always necessarily going to be perfect. There might be side effects, in fact. Yeah? And we'll get to that. I'm sure. I'm looking at you, Maeve. I'm like, I know he's going <laughs> to say he's going to bring up some side effects. I'm a big Filoni fan. I think we've got a shepherd. We've got some medicine. We've got some really, really clever strategy here, mate. I think. I think this is fantastic news. Fantastic news. I'm so happy for Dave. Um, what are you saying, mate? Yeah, Dave Filoni, creative officer, chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. Uh, Just before I answer that, I couldn't help but get the question out of my head. Do you think he wears a hat in every meeting? (laughs) I seem seem to remember Dave um, sitting in a few meetings, yeah. And he's just like in the background drawing. <laughs> so even when, uh, but he he has actually got his hat off. It's almost weird seeing him with his right. hat off. But he okay. has that slicked back hair. He's kind of got wavy curly hair, isn't he? He looks amazing. So um, yeah, I, who knows, mate? Maybe the hat's where okay. all the power comes from. Yeah, good point. Do you know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. Um, so what do I think? I think the idea. And listen, I'll, and I've said before, in terms of Dave being Dave. I think Dave's great. Dave's passion is a one. That's what we need. We need like, like mm. uh, it's not necessarily comparable in terms of their role, but it kind of is like Feige's passion for Marvel is evident 
I think he's kind of run himself into the ground a bit recent in recent years where the passion has kind of stepped aside more for the business and the conveyor belted side of the Marvel machine where it's just product gets us get stuff out and some of the love and passion seems to have gone with Dave we're getting somebody who clearly loves Star Wars when he's when he joined up with George he thought it was a prank call getting the job to work yeah. at Lucasfilm on the animated shows uh, and since then was taken under George's wing we all know the story and we've said before it's all it's kind of important that Star Wars has a DNA through it now there's nothing now it must evolve and it must change but it needs a DNA it needs something kind of connective tissue and Dave has always been that to George you know he, he knows what George would think and he knows if George was still within Lucasfilm is mm. this something that he would um, put one of his stamps on or would he poo poo that idea so I quite like that idea I love the idea of a shepherd as well it's a very good analogy as well somebody Cheers, who's mate. there to shepherd the flock as long as that is what it is of course um, mm. if somebody there just overseeing and which is also basically what the story group should be doing so I'm guessing he'll be working with them as well um, because if if not, what's, what's the point of them, frankly? Um, and I, listen, I love me some story group and I love me cohesion, but it, now we have a shepherd, let's all talk together about it. You know, let's mm. all move things together because there's so much good stuff coming out. Um, and we do need that. There's so much coming out with the films as well. Don't forget that, mate. We've got three films coming out. Lucasfilm have oh. said they're, they're, they're still on schedule. Don't worry about that, guys. We're still putting them out. There's a lot to a lot to consider. There's a lot to organise. There's a lot to make sure fits. If, if you know, there's there's puzzle pieces to canon that Dave says he has said in recent interviews that he wants to adhere to. You know, we need somebody who knows what they're talking about. Shepherd in our flock, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you like the analogy, mate. I'm glad you know. It's I'm, good. Proud, I'm proud of that, buddy. Well, I like it. Well, like you, it. you mentioned the story group. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I've I've been a little bit skeptical of the story group in the past. I think they do a great job, and it's you know it's a difficult job, like a lot of things over at Lucasfilm or any production house in Hollywood or in media. It's so much more difficult than so many people realise, and a lot of these, uh, you know internet pop culture personality commentary people have no clue how much work goes into this stuff. No clue, and sometimes no appreciation for it doesn't mean you can't critique doesn't mean you can't criticize certain aspects that you don't enjoy could be better we do that we try and do that but be constructive try try and be nice about it yeah but anyway i think when you look at someone like feloni and this new position and we look at the uh the comparison to someone like kevin Feige, right, who I've just double-checked, in October 2019, in addition to being president of Marvel Studios, was named chief creative officer. There you go. So same as... Same, same as Filoni in, in, in that regard. And I think in a lot of ways, he was probably already doing that into, to some capacity, maybe a bit like Dave Filoni, again, in some capacity. When we talk about the story group, the story group, I don't think, had a leader. And when you don't have a leader with any name who's actually pushing out and challenging directors or challenging an idea or a theme of a Star Wars project, then things are going to get steamrolled, aren't they? And that's what I think happened in some instances. I don't know the whole fact. I don't know the whole story. But that's what happened in the sequel trilogy. 
Yeah, you had J.J. Abrams come in with Bad Robot, his production team, and they were more or less like, hey, look, we're going to do things our way. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I think some other creatives did that. And poor old Pablo Hidalgo and team, (laughs) yeah, had to more or less just fill in the cracks and go, flipping heck, all right. Well, how does this connect to this? Well, I don't know. We'll write this. We'll do that. To me, a, a, a move like this seems to flip that around. Yeah, we're, we're flipping that around. You've got a guy on top saying, well, no, you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't make that happen because, quote unquote, that's not Star Wars. Now, we know that Filoni sometimes goes to his old tricks, yeah? He he goes for <laughs> maybe what he's used to. Um, maybe he yeah. leans on to other mythology, whether it's, you know, any, anything from biblical to, to Middle Earth, yeah? He leans on that. I think there are lots of strengths to that. And inherently, a lot of what Filoni does feels Star Wars-y, but sometimes it can be a little bit contrived, can't it? And that's the balance that, that I hope is kind of met appropriately with this appointment. Yeah? Yes. No, I, I know what you mean, because uh, you like if you if you are, can you imagine Tony Gilroy sitting down with Dave Filoni talking about Andor and Dave's talking about wolves and Togrutism? <laughs> Tony's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Get out. It's, so, and I've seen people saying online, keep him away from, keep him away from Andor season two. Dave isn't going to be writing anything. Dave's not writing Andor season two. Now, do I want Dave to have any control over Andor season two? No, mm. just as much as I don't want John Favreau, Deborah Chow or anyone because Tony, Tony Gilroy knows what he's doing. And that's what, and Dave's job is there to basically oversee it ensure that it fits in a timeline can he help out of any story decisions can he make sure that errors are connecting properly that's going to be dave's role uh, and until that changes or until we see evidence otherwise that is his role to your point though in terms of creative dave that's what worries me about dave is that when if he is connecting stuff is it going to be in his vision because i do think dave's vision is limited based on what he has shown us dave has given us some wonderful moments in star wars through clone wars rebels ahsoka fantastic moments but they all lean heavily on the prequels or what george did or what he's done previously yeah i want to see dave now come out and uh, with something or, or give us an original direction which is dave filoni's direction which isn't ahsoka which isn't rebels or, or anything to do with Anakin. I'd love to see like the, the, the new Jedi order or Mangold thing, let them write their thing. But you know, let D- Dave's going to be in and around that. I'd love to see like Dave have his fingerprints all over the new era and Pim be able to say, listen guys, I'm not just an old hat who, who only writes what he knows. I'm shepherding forward to use that term again, the new eras. Yeah. And it's a yeah. collaborative effort. My, that's, that's my worry is that the vision could be, too much of what may too much of what star wars has been previously and it's maybe i say weaker moments but weaker moments in terms of impact i know the prequels have got a lot of love and we love the prequels but mm. do do i want to see every every show having that kind of prequel level look or prequel level depth when it comes to um who's in it and what we've seen dave do no i don't i want to have the mix up we've got at the minute i want this seemingly crazy skeleton crew that we're going to get this wonderfully oh. uh, in, uh eastern inspired acolyte which we were getting the mm-hmm. spy thriller and or and i want that zany crazy bonkers ahsoka i want that star warsy western st- um 
Mando. I still want to have those different flavors, mate. And with having somebody shepherding, leading the way, there is a concern that things could become too samey. Feige leads the way at Marvel, and there is the famous quote-unquote Marvel formula. Now, everything you can in Marvel films all feel the same. They all look the same. They all are the same as what people say. I don't want that for Star Wars. I know I don't think they're going to do that. Let me just preface that right now. I don't think Dave's not going to come in and be like, right, I want everything to have wolves in and, and Ahsoka and lightsabers. He's not going to do that because he's still working under Dave, uh, sorry, under Kathy Kennedy, and he's uh, and he's working alongside Carrie Beck. And Carrie Beck, who's worked on so many Star Wars product productions, alongside Dave a lot of the way as well, kind of gone mm. one of the unsung heroes. She's now the new head of development. So Carrie, Dave, and Kathy are going to be going to shepherding it forward together all playing to their own strengths. That's what excites me. Carrie's going to be doing development. Dave's going to be doing creative stuff. Kathy's going to be handling the business stuff. If this succeeds, which by all accounts it it could do, um, I think this could be a really very smart move. And I'm sorry to tell people out there, this doesn't mean Kathy Kennedy is suddenly going to hand her P45 in and give Dave the reins. That's not happening. <laughs> and it's not happening. I know people want Dave to be number one. He would say himself he's not ready Anybody out there, I think, with a modicum of sense knows Dave is not ready and Dave is not the man to lead Lucasfilm. Dave needs to be in the bleachers, on the sidelines, making the tactics and helping to call the shots, not running the show. Somebody else needs to do that. So I think this could be a really, really inspired play if it all comes together, mate, and everybody has their say. But the creators like Tony, like uh, whoever is coming in, um, the acolyte, Leslie Headland, as long as they get to put their own stamp on it, don't let it become like Marvel. This isn't a Marvel bashing session, but don't let it become like Marvel where the director's autonomy is taken away to fit the DNA. I want mm. Gilroy to come in and do his thing. I want Dave to do his thing. I want Leslie Headland to do her thing under the Star Wars banner with Star Wars-isms all over it. I don't want it to become one big, long, boring, connective tissue because that's when it all loses its soul. I don't think, I don't think we're going to get anywhere now, though, mate. I think this is a very good move. And and I'm excited. Tre- trepidation of any big move, because if it does go wrong, then where does that leave us? But we're not there yet. I think it's a good move. Well, like what you said, um, the TV shows have been able to give us that variation, you know, those different ice cream flavours in Star Ooh. Wars. You said, you said, you know, um, Westerns, you know, you've got Eastern stuff coming. We've got animation stuff. And yeah, I think that is a strength to particularly Star Wars television yeah but we now have more projects coming up films they need to land that and i think retrospectively yeah if we had a dave filoni who who at the time was more experienced yeah so you'd need to do some funny time travel stuff but you know (laughs) for argument's sake if you had a 2023 dave filoni back at lucasfilm in this role in 2014 and and well or 2013 all the way to the rise of skywalker the sequel trilogy would have looked at a, a bit different it would have looked a bit yeah. different i agree and dare i say i think it would have been better i do if you've got someone in that position in that position making it more cohesive i i, I love a lot of the sequel trilogy but mm. something that you 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 must and I know a lot of people, I know a lot of our dear listeners, yeah, like uh, uh, adore those films, some less so, and that's fine. We're all entitled to, to, to those opinions. But subjectively, subjectively, they were 
a little bit disconnected. Yeah, and there's many, many reasons for that. I do think the the, the such I mentioned it already. The heavy involvement of Bad Roburn or Robot yeah. of and an almost that monopolization of Episode Seven, and yet Episode Eight being a purely Lucasfilm project, and then going back to the other way for Nine is is a really unusual way of doing it. There are reasons for that. Having a Dave Filoni as the CCO at Lucasfilm during that time, or someone like that, would have absolutely lessened that problem. It might have still been a problem, but it would have absolutely lessened it. And, mate, I, I, for me, okay, is it going to be perfect? No, of course it's not going to be perfect. Is there going to be better shows and films than others? Yeah, of course, because that's what art is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we cannot change that. We won't be able to change people's perception. But I think it's a smart move, mate. I really do. No, Who else is, is going to do it? It's evolution as well. I hope it's Lucasfilm for all the reasons you've mentioned that I absolutely totally agree with in terms mm. of the sequels. I love those films. I love the era. I've got special memories. But yeah. You, but you've got to sometimes take your hat off and look at it and think, if you squint, they kind of they 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 line up together. They they do connect, yeah. but they could have been so much better in terms of their connectivity and world building and lore. The prequels did that perfectly in terms of building out the scope and scale of what was going on. The sequels can still get that. They can still have their own Clone Wars-esque show, but for now they haven't and we we can only get what we're given. But a lot of that is bad robots involvement. And I do think that the story group and the leadership at, at Lucasfilm should have stepped in and said, this is what, mm. this is what's happening. You've given us these ideas we're gonna and this is where we're gonna go with it. Can you can you do that for us? And it was a little bit up in the air, but I agree, mate. I think had that been the case in 2014, we would have seen a better cohesion, a little less chaos, and whether the films would have been better, who knows? But at least they would have flowed that much better, I think. Yes, and do you know what? I'm just gonna come out and defend Kathy and defend Lucasfilm for a second because I think cool. we probably would have got a different film series and different projects if it weren't for the fact that they had to subscribe to a Walt Disney studio schedule. Yes. Cinematic schedule. Yes. And they got to make that. And I think Lucasfilm did where that, where they could, they did say, nah, not good enough. Need to change it. Need to do this. Need to solo case in point. Rogue one, mate. Case in point, and guess what? Sometimes it People works. People love yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, it works, mate. Well, that's it, mate. So, it, within, if you've got that rigid structure, then yeah, y- your your hands are you're, you've already got one hand tied behind your back. Look at Tross. Mm. We know that mm. Tross had well at, at least kind of 40 percent less development time, if not more, than the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and and you know it shows. But could that have been alleviated if we'd had somebody overseeing the? like producing the script management of it saying, right, here's the story. This is what episode nine script is and story. So by the time you get to production, you haven't got to do wild rewrites because you've got a new director. The story yeah. is there. We do, you know, JJ comes in, that's your story. We'll pay you 10% more just to do what we want and then sling your hook. But it's, I think, I think this is good. I hope this is Lucasfilm learning from their mistakes. You and I have been, you know, big advocates for Lucasfilm and, and Kathy uh, as well. You know, she's done many things right as much as she's done some daft decisions and announcements, but I'm very yeah. happy what Kathy's done. And this isn't Dave Filoni barging his way into the boardroom saying, I want a job. <laughs> this is Kathy recognizing his good work. His, yeah. um, 
his knowledge, his talent, and also his popularity. Let's not forget, we were on, mm. we were there. We were in the uh, the Galaxy State Twin Sun stage story at Celebration when Kathy Kennedy bought out Charmino Bay You know, g- g- good reception. James Mangold, good reception. Dave Filoni, the roof lifted off every <sighs> stage. She knows how popular Dave is with the fans. She knows that, and she's found the perfect place potentially for him. And that is a that is a decision that I think Kathy should be patting on the back for. Now it's now up to Dave. It's if, if it goes wrong, it's up to Dave. He's the, he is the one who's going to be you know directing the ship now. Mm. So it's not going to be oh Kathy made a mistake. She, it's it's her responsibility. At the end of the day, the buck stops with. But it's you know, but Dave's going to be one who's, who's using his experience. She's going to have to lean on him as much as she needs to lean on Carrie Beck, who's going to be developing this stuff. You know, you've got you you, you your cooks are in the kitchen. You've got to trust them, and I think they've got two. I think that I know we haven't mentioned Carrie much, but I think that's an incredibly good uh, promotion as well. She's been in Lucasfilm for a long, long time now. She knows mm. the stuff. She knows the company, and I think that's also a very good uh, promotion and and um, announcement. But I, I'm excited, and I do think this is one that Lucasfilm and the higher ups have potentially got right. Reshuffling the pack, righting a few wrongs, and adding a little bit of foundation now to the house it's a good thing i think and and let's not forget it was kathy that put dave filoni in london in 2016 you know to watch ryan johnson make the last jedi give him experience with a camera with a set with actors with practical effects yeah it was (laughs) kathy that did that john favreau comes and pitches a show a western a space western tv show about a bounty hunter and a little green kid kathy goes do you know what who you need you need this guy dave floney right put him in creative so again credit where credit's due kathy has forged a lot of very good partnerships here clever Clever moves, clever positions. Is she perfect? No, she's not. Like what we've both said, she has made some stupid decisions in the last few years. And she needs a PR. She needs a PR person to say, Kathy, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't announce that. Yeah. Reel it in a little bit. We don't don't feel like you need to answer that. Yeah. But you know, listen, we're all human. We all and it, uh, once again, I mean, it, uh, talk about Hall of Famer Kathy Kennedy in Hollywood. Yeah. Let's Come you on. know, yeah. this yeah. is a, a phenomenal historic producer here. But mate, I just wanted to dive in um, quickly to some, some some of the quotes on Vanity Fair. We're not going to go through the whole article, right? But Something that I found really cool is Filoni said this, I'm not telling people what to do, but I do feel I'm trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to be a help across the galaxy here, like a part of the Jedi Council almost. Come on. It's not brilliant. What? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. But Nerd. it's that first line, mate, that people, including me, and I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to try and pretend that I haven't said anything contrary. People yeah. like me also need to look at that. Those first seven words. I'm not telling people what to do. We need to understand that Dave isn't coming in and changing, writing, writing any wrongs or changing anything. Now it's, you know, he's, he wants to basically give the, give that adhesion. He wants to be the poly filler in between the gaps. You've got, Oh, this story, the skeleton crew and Mando season four or Mando season four and Ahsoka season two, which is, hasn't been green yet yet, but he wants it. Oh, now now that I've you know mm. that I'm this chief creative officer, I can really kind of think how we can bridge these gaps now. 
Um, same, and mm. that also will extend out to um, the uh, the other mediums as well. Dave will now be able to say, uh, "Yeah, Timothy's on. You can't write that in your throne book anymore because we might want to do that." Or, <laughs> yeah. it, or you know, if you're going to write a book about some time in between seven and eight, six and seven, sorry, it's going to have to go through Dave for the story. Now, I like yep. that. I'm I'm, yep. I'm happy for that because as a canon junkie that makes me feel a little bit safer. And, you know, I've had my um, jibes at Dave, what's under his cowboy hat and how he retcon stuff. But, you know, when you think about it, he hasn't really. It was, you know, the book, the Ahsoka book was one thing because you know, it's Ahsoka, come on. Whether or not it's, you know, good or not, it's Ahsoka. Book, but then, you know, bringing things book. like Cobb Vanth in, the Shadow Council and Mando. I've been listening to those Aftermath books, so I won't digress on that. But the stuff yeah. in there, I'm like, yeah, this is in Mando. This is all, this is in Mando. They've mentioned this. They haven't retconned it. They've pulled yeah. it. Even if it is accidental, it's in there. Um, so I'm glad that we're going to get that. But I'm not telling people what to do, mate. I need to be a help across the galaxy. I love that. I love the fact that people just pick up the phone now and they have. Yeah. They haven't got a direct line to Kathy Kenner. They've got a direct line to, you know, George Lucas's apprentice who can just say, don't do that. Do this. Or maybe consider this. Well, a perfect segue to the next bit of the paragraph, mate. You mentioned, you know, Papa, oh, Papa George, you know. <laughs> the article goes on to say that uh, Dave, he described his responsibilities as understanding the intent of the filmmakers and being a resource to them based on his mentorship under Lucas, George Lucas himself, you know, making Clone Wars, Rebels, and Ahsoka. Dave... Quote says, literally hours now of Star Wars t- storytelling I have done. See, I even phrased that like Yoda. He goes on to say, Nerd. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> I love it. Come on, Dave. I he loved it, didn't he? What a lad. Save that. He saved that. I like it. But you know, <laughs> it's 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 a great point. It is a great point. He is now taking that George Lucas position that George had after Revenge of the Sith when they decided to make the animated show, when they were exploring looking into Star Wars Underworld, you know, the live action uh, yep. Star Wars TV project that never happened. And, you know, the, the the elephant in the room in this part of the discussion, mate, is Dave Filoni is, as of right now, one of the only legitimate apprentices of George Lucas. And I mean that by definition, right? Like a working yeah, yeah. apprentice, a working apprentice Filoni is a successor in a lot of in a lot of ways, and I think his strength is understanding the spiritual um, storytelling themes of Star Wars, of redemption, of good versus bad, and and that sort of classic storytelling. Yeah, yeah, that's that's and that's what I know you love that as well, mate. And Dave, yeah. he said in in the article, he says. I can lend a perspective on the challenges that telling these stories will present. Dave knows this, like we all do. This is a big story. You know, that we're, we're telling stories from Mangold's film 25,000 years ago to the new Jedi order, you know, 25,000 mm. years later, it's 25,000 years of stories. Now we're not going to get a story every year, but this is mm. huge. And he goes on to say, I feel more capable of actually being out, being helpful outside of just saying, well, Jedi like this and Sith are like that. So it's almost like Dave, looking at people like me and saying i'm more than that i'm not just oh jedi can do this sith can do that cool force powers and lightsabers he's saying no actually i have a perspective which i can lend an experience of filmmaking of animation of storytelling most more importantly character development character building as well as the star wars universe 
And that's very, yeah. very um, reassuring to hear. It's quite a mature interview as well from Dave. Now, Dave isn't other than obviously his his goofy Yoda quotes, which I love. Um, Dave, it's not like Dave isn't a, a mature guy, but like hearing what he's saying, the quotes you said, the one I've just brought out as well about you know his perspective it's it's almost like i've seen people get promotions in jobs in real life and you know they kind of change a bit they they mature with the job a little bit they might stop a little bit of the office banter and they dave almost seems like he's done a bit like that he's almost like he's he's ironed his shirt a little bit more t- for, for the job and he's he's, mm. he's really gra- grabbing his responsibility in this new role and i'm here for that i am really excited you know any kind of trepidation aside mine is more for the vision i am so excited to see what he does based on what he said in those two three quotes there how he takes this ball by the horn and actually in, in works. I'd love to hear people like Gilroy and Hedlund and Favreau and everybody else. You know, what was it like working with Dave more on more than a, a basic consultancy role now? How was Dave involved? What was he offering? What was he giving to you? I can't wait to hear that, mate, in the behind the scenes documentaries and the interviews coming up. Oh, mate, I love it. I'm loving this. I'm loving the Filoni hype, the Filoni love. It's it's great. And although, um, you know, Filoni wrote and directed some of Ahsoka, but wrote Ahsoka, yes. something that stood out to me, mate, is that Filoni more or less says uh, to truly help filmmakers, it was really important for me to experience it firsthand. Right, okay. To me... That doesn't necessarily, he's going to just continue writing and directing all the time, like all Star Wars projects. If anything, I feel like this could maybe, you know, make him not not redundant in his writing. But if you're bringing in like a Tony Gilroy or a, uh, you know, Leslie Headland, yeah? yeah. Oh, you know, if you're bringing in those people to do that and Dave can oversee the writing, can oversee the themes, the principles, because principles kind of, they are above laws and rules, aren't they? Yeah, you could have, you know, your commandments, but if you have a principle, well, it's 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 overall, it overrides everything. And you can apply a principle to a story. You can apply it to an arc. You could apply it to a character and say, well, that doesn't quite work with this. That's where the strength will will will, will work. I hope. I hope. Um positive, mate. Positive. Filoni, you know, again, he he's he's in his infancy, really, in, in from from a career pers- perspective. Or well, well, actually, I'd, I'd, maybe I'd say he's coming out of his infancy at this point. You know, he's done his show, he's got this promotion. I'd say this is the point where actually he's kind of getting to the you know the middle bit of the burger of his career. Yeah, Ooh, the so, oh, I know I've mentioned it. I mentioned burger. Uh, Get me hungry, mate. So- I think you're right, mate. It's a good way of putting it as well. I think. Um, yeah, for, I mean, I, that's kind of my thoughts on Dave's promotion. I guess now the proof will be in the delicious, tasty pudding of what yeah. he gives us. But, um, you know, what, what everything I'm hearing is positive. And, yeah, I think Dave is now stepping out of his own shadow, the shadow of a hat. He's stepping out of George's shadow somewhat now, and he's becoming his own person within Lucasfilm. But it's up to him now. The ball is yeah. in his court. The hat is on his head to, to make this his own now. If he's yes. going to be driving the discreet decisions – the you know the the strength of the shows will live and die by him now, essentially as well. It's, there's going to be a lot more pressure on him. 
and hopefully he's ready for it. I don't think he'd take it if he wasn't. And uh, I'm excited to see where he goes, mate. But he's got a lot of projects to be working on in the next few years. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, yes. Although I do think there will be more of a focus on quality on Star Wars projects. Yeah, goodness. I think that I, I think there's going to be right. We got our films. And we've got some series coming. We've got the Mandoverse stuff, but I do think there is going to be more of a focus on quality. And I think that comes from a Disney corporate decision, top down Bob Iger, right? Under Bob Chapek, I really do feel like, you know, don't underestimate how, how, just how many coins, yeah, yeah. or a poke chips Chapek put into Disney Plus. Yeah, Chapek is the reason there was just like, an obliteration of Disney resource and cash flow into Mold, streaming. Yeah. Because he was convinced, right, that's it. That's the future. That's that. Derailing, Iger yeah. is correcting that course, but that, that, that course correction, people, takes years, years and years yep. and years and years. These shows that we are seeing at the moment, these were all approved and greenlit during the JPEG era. Yeah, these yeah. were all JPEG yeah. projects. So and money was put down listen, as well. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Great point. Tim. Mate, um, you know, we mentioned the old films. We love the films. I cannot wait to be in a cinema opening weekend for a Star Wars film. We got oh. close to it when we were in London, central London, earlier on in the summer. We saw Dial of Destiny. We saw that beautiful Lucasfilm logo come up. I was like, wow, yes. this is close to it. This, this is, is close. There's just something about it. But Star Wars is just so, 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 so special. The Ray film, the new Jedi Order film. We got some news on that, didn't we, mate? You wanna you wanna you wanna oh. share the goss? What's the gossip? What's Daisy the Daisy Ridley? That's the gossip, mate. Uh, we met Daisy at the Dial of Destiny <laughs> premiere. I almost said the Dial of Daisy. Might as well have been. That's all I remember from it. Yeah. Now. Um, listen, yeah. mate. We we met Harrison Ford. He told me off, but I'm I'm just there for the Daisy coming out of the yeah. lavvy. Oh my days! Daisy's there. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Now now the you know the strikes have been and gone. Now thank the maker. Talent can now come out and talk more about what they're involved in. We've seen a slew of Ahsoka behind the scenes shots. The Obviously the interviews with Dave and Natasha, Leo Bordizzo, Rosario Hayden. It's been so much fun to see. And it's kind of, it's it, the, the one good thing, two good things that came out of the strikes is those who were most affected are getting much better paying benefits. And we've got a backlog of, of, of hype to be getting stuck in on. And one of them is the Daisy Ridley film. No title. It's been going under the tent- tentative era title of New Jedi Order. And Daisy's mm. been speaking to Collider and they asked her because Daisy's out there now. She's doing around. She's got sometimes I think about dying coming out. She's got the Marsh King's daughter. She's got this bon- cool uh, stop motion film called The Inventor coming out with Stephen Fry. I've seen all three of them. Two of them are quite, two, one of them's great. One of them's okay. And the other is, yeah. Um, and that's, that's the Marsh <laughs> King's daughter's not very good. That's got Ben Mendelsohn as well. Proper Star Wars Ooh. alumni. And it's just Ooh. not very good. Daisy and Ben are good, but. The film ain't so Daisy Ridley has teased her new Star Wars film talking to Collider she said this Lukey boy I'm very Mm. excited the story is really cool I'm waiting to read a script because obviously I don't have any other updates it's not what I expected but I am very excited now it's those last few words that some people have ran with as clickbait some people have taken it as a negative let's not do that Daisy Ridley said she hadn't read a script because you know, they haven't been able to write one, but she's got the outline of the story and it's not what she expected. That gives me lots, so much hope. Now, of yes. course that could be that it could come to the t- table and be awful, but I love the fact that 
potentially the first bit of news we're getting is it's not you know fans are going to love this. Is you know this is this is what the fa- this is the bread and butter of Star Wars for the fans. It's no no. It's it's not what I expected, but I'm very excited by it. And and you know she's been in and around the franchise now for a, basically a decade from being cast in the Force Awakens, which is crazy. Oh. Um, so I'm excited to 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 hear this news. And you know you can always we, we can always say oh they're never going to come out and say yeah I read it and it sounds awful, but. I don't care. I I, be, I want to start the hype train for these new films. We believe from the Lucasfilm schedule that this is going to be the first film to be released. Again, we don't have a, I don't think we have a confirmed date for this film, but we believe this is the first one. So to hear Daisy say that she knows what the story is and she's excited because it kind of warped her expectations a bit. I'm down for that because I want new stuff in Star Wars. I want the DNA. I want the core. I want the heart and the soul and the principles, as you say. Mm. But I don't want just another young kid is found on a planet and they ascend to become the new Jedi and Ray gets off in the first film like Han, like Obi-Wan and Luke in the second last Jedi. Don't need to see to give us something new. And this gives me hope. I'm excited for this film so much because it's our first mm. real look at new Star Wars. Mangold is it, it's still new, but we know what comes 25,000 years later, but he can still do whatever he wants pretty much. Uh, and obviously the Mandoverse film is entrenched in what we know. This is the first new Star Wars. This is going to direct where we're going. I like hearing this, mate. It's short, it's sweet, and it's a snappy quote. I liked hearing it. When you saw this, mate, did you see the quote first, or did you see the, oh, it's not what I expected, negative, connotated headlines? No, I saw the quote. I saw the quote, nice. and I was what do you really, think? really excited, mate. Yeah, really, really oh. happy. Um, it, it, on, uh, being completely transparent, I think thought of us again at dial of destiny and thinking oh i met ray <laughs> That's and we it. saw us talking to charmaine didn't we up top well, and, and kathy they were loving yes, it. yes I, I, I was going to so that's the other thing i was going to say like it it felt like we were at one point the only people pointing out like that daisy's up there Daisy's like on the balcony and she's because I think there are a lot of people there for, you know, indie, obviously, you know, and we were there for the indie. We love the indie love. Yeah. And I still really going on. Destiny really enjoyed that film. Looking forward to watching it again on Disney plus uh, next month. But, you know, listen, um, I thought it was really obvious that they were having a catch up about the Star Wars film. Like, ridiculously obvious Charmino <laughs> Bay Chinoy was there Kathy was there and Daisy were there and they were chatting for a good few minutes like 10-15 minutes and there was, I have got footage and I did you know release it onto uh, socials there is f- footage I'm convinced Daisy is saying oh, are we all like still on track with the film and Kathy goes yes like in fact let me go grab Obey Chinoy, right? She's standing over there and uh, Daisy's like, oh, right, okay. Brings over Obey Chinoy and they're chatting and blah, 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 blah. It, to me, it's so clear. I'd love to get one of those people that can like read, you know, mouths yeah, and do a is, translation, yeah. you know, but the, 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 the video quality is just not good enough for that. But um, no doubt about it. They were probably thinking, look, writing wise we we can't make any progress on this right now because you know yep. the strikes are coming up or you know whatever um but there's a plot there is a rough plot right i like a synopsis is out is out there no doubt and a synopsis is what like a paragraph for a film right pretty much yeah pretty much yeah 
more or less, mate. Much. You know, for for a yeah, obviously not like with all the twists and okay, maybe a bit more than that, but or a long paragraph, yeah, yeah a treatment, the, the, the story treatment that I've yeah. The idea is there. The idea is there, and in fact, what I've heard is that in either uh, about now or in the coming weeks, um, post Thanksgiving uh, holiday in the US, which a lot of guys don't work over in the US because it's like a national holiday over there. To those who aren't American, to Americans, they're like, yeah, well, obviously, well, we don't celebrate it anywhere else in the world, pretty much. Well, Canada do, but they have it on a different day. Anyway, I digress. You know, I'm pretty sure the script is meant to be handed in very shortly, like a first draft, very, very, very soon. That's what I've heard. I'm so excited, man. The hope is is starting, man. And I hope that they can capture what makes Star Wars such a juggernaut. And it's that the hype, the event, the kind of almost like every film was a once in a lifetime event, almost that kind of feel where you spend a year getting excited. You spend a year theorizing, speculating. They're dropping nuggets of uh, information. But you know, with Lucasfilm, they're probably going to be even more uh, closed shop with any kind of spoilers going forward. But it's if anything mate we don't know anything about the film yet but it's just confirmation more confirmation that it's going ahead lucasfilm came out in that vanity fair article and confirmed mm-hmm. that the slate is still there we're getting more and for someone like daisy since um the rise of skywalker she's done uh, a few films most of them actually this year but she's got another three or four coming out so it's all good experience i think she was good in the star wars film especially as they got further on but it's more and more experience working with different actors, different directors, bring that to um, a very human director like Sharmina Baitanuchanoi. I think we can get some good stuff. I, I, I have no idea what it's going to be about other than a new Jedi Order. I just hope that we have a chief creative officer or someone who's able to say, right, where are we going? If, <laughs> if you get greenlit, where are you going with this story? Because I don't want it to be any old riffraff for the second film. We would need to have a through line and that's excites me. But yeah, Daisy's busy in a mm. minute. I'm excited. I can't wait though to see her getting busy back on Star Wars. And I, I, I pretty, I think at the Dial of Destiny premiere, I think they're all up there saying, oh my God, it's, it's Jabba the Hud. He's actually down there. He's looking. Don't let me, don't, don't let him see me looking. You know, I, I get it. You know, you've yeah. got eyes, but um, that was yeah. a quality <laughs> moment, mate. And this just enforce, reinforces that. <laughs> It's coming back, mate. And they also asked her about celebration. Again, we were excited. We, Me and Luke leapt into each other's arms and, and embraced as Daisy came on. You can just hear, kind of hear in the audio we've got two men just screaming and arms flailing, limbs. Um, but she said on Star Wars Celebration, because she was asked about the reception, she said, mm-hmm. no one knew I was going to Celebration, Barb, Kathy, and a few, a few other people. I was so nervous. Oh, my God, it was such a wonderful reception. You know, we've seen it with Ahmed Best. We've seen it with Hayden. You know, da- Daisy has had detractors from uh, fandom, but to know that she can come out on stage of celebration, you know, the real deal of celebration uh, with the real ones and just get absolutely, you know, lauded, loved, and like Filoni, have the roof blown off. I loved seeing that. And I'm so glad that Daisy got to experience that as well. Cause I think everyone in that cast was pretty burnt out by the time they got to trust. So I think it's quite nice to get that reaffirmation that no, no, you're here, you're loved and we can't wait to see more of you. So mate, new Jedi order, bring it on. And not only you talk about the sequel cast, not only do I think we're going to see the return of John Boyega. I think that's a given. 100%, I think that's 100%. a given. I'm saying this now, Adam driver. I think he'll be back. 
he, he said he wants he said he'll do it mate he said he'd love to come back if the story's right well you know he's been he's been like kind of looking for different jobs and adam adam likes a busy schedule he he's likes so busy, busy. That, that guy loves to work he loves work he takes it very seriously probably because he's not doing star wars celebration and like comic cons and you know like events <laughs> yeah, like that. for that is not he? he's not a fan of that stuff <laughs> the new harrison <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's not he's not bothered by that. And listen, more that's power if that's not his if that's not his thing, or if he just feels like he's not very good at it. Some actors just feel like, yeah, I'm, that's not my that's not my strength. I don't think it's going to yeah, add anything. Recent to my press pre- uh, appearances would suggest that he is can be a little bit salty sometimes mm. with uh, oh, questions. Yeah. So, and, and he's all and he's been like that. I saw thing that. Is, though, he's got. A, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with him on that because I think it's a stupid question, but you know, Adam's going to add him, but. I think, but I've seen him on other press tours and he's just having a good time. So, but I do think he's more of a, I work with people like that who are just, you know, they, they turn up to do their job. That's their job. And anything outside of it, not into that. They just want to do what they, what they're paid for. You know, he's, he, he seems like one of those guys where he's not here for the celebrity lifestyle. He seems to no. be a great at great at his profession. And, and he is, I'd love to see him back and Oscar Isaac. Give me more. Uh, you know, you know, I can take what I want. You know, I can take what I want. <laughs> You're nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> but, oh, but, but not to me. Oh, what Don't hear that again. Yeah. Force Ghost, Force Ghost Kylo, I would adore ben. ben, sorry. Oh, my days. Yes, 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 yes. Give it to me. Give it. Give it to me. I want to see give it. it. Yes, please. I, and, mate, people are going to be, like, coming out in, you know, millions to support and watch that. I am sure oh, yeah, Star Wars well. back in the cinemas. And let's not underestimate the generation of kids that grew up with those films that do not really have a vocal voice. Oh, that's, um, you know, yeah, a voice, <laughs> a vocal voice, well, an online voice and, and yeah, no. vocal voice, whatever. But they're, they're not vocal, are they? Just like the prequel generation. You know, are they going to be a bit different? Will the numbers be different? Well, let's wait and see. But history right now is on the side of that opinion. Um, right. One more thing. Star Wars films. I think we're, we're pretty much tied up on that, mate. Let me know if, if not, but, um, no, no, I'm done with that, mate. I'm yeah, excited yeah, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same. I can't add, add much else. <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi, not rushing his Star Wars film. Where's this quote from mate? Is this, this is from the promotion he's done on that, uh, football film. Right on the, next the Samoan, wins. Yeah, the American Samoan football team, ain't it? Or to, you know, soccer for those who uh, soccer, um, soccer. Yeah, this is coming from. I mean, he's been Aluminum. doing the rounds. <laughs> Caramel. He's he's been doing the rounds on a on a lot Mirror. of uh, <laughs> on a lot of. He, this was weird. He's been because he's got he's got so much stuff coming out, which is what he says in his interview. It was done on the the Kelly Clarkson show of all places. Um, what? by the coming soon network on the Kelly Clarkson show, you know, Tyker loves being a bit odd, doesn't he? But he was talking yeah. about next girl wins and all the other stuff he's got coming out. And yeah. yeah, he was asked about his star Wars project. So yeah, Kelly Clarkson show, mate. Yeah. Well, he says I've been developing the star Wars film for a few years, but I think with any film, uh, that one in particular, it's something that I'd really like to get right. So I don't want to rush it. It's going to bubble along the side. I want to capture that joy and entertainment of those early ones, like The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and all those ones. So, well, you just missed out one more, mate. It's not difficult. <laughs> but so I'm trying to figure that out. It'll happen. 
Um, Taika is someone that, you know, we, I, you know what, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, mate, but it's someone I have, or I'm developing a kind of love, hate, and that's even strong. Yeah. But like love, hate relationship with him and his work, Jojo Rabbit is one of my favorite films in recent years. It's an outstanding love it, yeah. piece of cinema. I love it. Taika is extremely, extremely capable. But I feel like I feel like he's in a position at the moment where he's just a bit over the top. I feel like he needs someone to just like reel him in a little bit and be like, mate, calm down. Calm down, man. I don't know if it's like his lifestyle, what's going if he's doing too much. But you tell me, mate. You tell me. Because some of some of the stuff he said about his Star Wars project doesn't particularly strike me with confidence. And if I'm be- if I'm being completely honest, I'm a bit bored. I'm a bit bored of his just constant, oh I'm doing it, I'm not doing it. Here's here's a quote. Here's a thing. I want to do this. I really want to capture the joy from Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi. Well <laughs> it, that's what JJ wanted to do. And that's kind yeah. of what he did. Yeah, he did do that. That's what Mandoverse is doing, or did it was certainly with season one. It's so easy to say this. It's such an easy, just, you know, thoughtless answer. If if I'm being completely harsh. And I, mean, I am being a bit harsh, maybe, but I don't know, mate. I'm just I'm a bit tired of this rhetoric and this just aimless directionless Tyker project, it seems. Maybe I'm being out of order but yeah tell tell me about what you think of this and you know tyker's recent work at least well i mean yeah i, I agree about kind of the rudderless direction it's taking it, it could be behind the scenes stuff he could be being told look like like yeah. you and mcgregor was with obi-wan just put them off just say you're still writing it you can't wait blah 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 and it is still coming out like he says but maybe they're still trying to figure out where alongside Sean Levy's film is this all going to come out? So they're just saying, look, you do your thing, go and do all your other things, but just, just, just tell people it's still going on. It could be that, and maybe he's like you, like you, and maybe he's getting annoyed by it. But um, in terms of the the quotes, yeah, I think it's a little bit, um, it's a bit of a free hit. Like, oh, I want to make it like Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. Great, yeah. I want to move on from that. Yeah, do I want films to be as good as that? Yeah, of course. One thing I haven't seen Mangold say yet, he hasn't said anything, or Charmaine uh, Bade-Trenor, you haven't really said anything, but I haven't heard them say, man, I can't wait to make the next A New Hope. They want to make their own films, and that is what I like to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bit bit too much posturing sometimes for me. Um, and look, they might come out and say that. They might all come out and say, look, we, this is like the Empire Strikes Back, and if so, you know, snore, because <sighs> I, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to keep hearing that, so... You know, it, the fact Mate. that it's, it's still bubbling along, great. I liked him saying, though, let's, I'm going to pull it back a bit, where he says, look, a film like this, I, I actually really want to spend time on and I want to basically give my entire self to doing it. He understands what a Star Wars film brings. I respect that. He hasn't just said, look, I'll make it in between doing three other films. I want to give myself to this. I respect that, at least, though, big man. Mate, you will not believe this. You will not believe this. A few hours ago, no. it came out. Yeah, a few hours ago, it came out with an interview with Variety again. Yeah. The, oh, you get this, right? Taika Waititi directed Thor for the money. 
Okay. Listen, we all work. We all work for money. Yeah, we don't just always do it for a passion project. Not everyone can host a Star Wars uh, podcast. Yeah, we do this out (laughs) of love. We love doing this, right? But listen to this quote. I had no interest in doing one of those films, but I was poor. And I just had a second child and thought, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to feed these children. And Thor, let's face it, it was probably the least popular franchise. I never read Thor comics as a kid. That was the comic I'd pick up and be like, ugh. And then I did some research on it and I read one Thor comic or 18 pages or however long they are. I was still baffled by the character. Listen, I know I know Tyker likes a bit of bants and actually this does seem like a bit of banter, you know, but I'm, I'm 100% sure there is some truth to it and he's just being honest i respect the honesty what i don't respect is this guy's absolute inability to read a room sometimes absolute inability to just keep your mouth shut and say yeah working on it mate we'll see just say something yeah. be like let well if the force wills it mate this guy i don't know mate he's a bit of a schmuck sometimes some Coming of the stuff he comes out with so, i don't like, want to do what is he on what but, is he on but thor ragnarok was one of the better mcu films i've seen in years he didn't write that one, I must say, because it was because the Thor films before that were cack. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they were. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they were. They but were. but then he did direct and write Thor Love and Thunder, which was cack in, in pretty much every way, shape and form is abysmal. Um, but listen, the guy's got such a varied filmography. Uh, everybody always kind of references Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a very, very, very good film. Drama film, which I I very very much enjoy with uh, Julian Dennis and Sam Neill, and what we do in the shadows as well. We did a film about f- fifteen years ago now called Boy, which is incredibly good. And this is what t- Tyker does well, like with Jojo yeah. Rabbit. Very very funny, very funny. But when it gets dramatic and when it when when the needle drops, it hits hard. And that's what Tyker can do. He's so good at drama, but which and it gets lost sometimes in all the zaniness and the and the, and the bizarreness. That I kind of sometimes wish he'd just go back and do another film like Boy or a film like Comfort in the Wood of People and almost rediscover what makes him such a good filmmaker because he's done Thor Love and Thunder, which was hor- horrific. He's done Next Girl Wins, which is not good. Um, it pains me to say that. It is not a good film. It's not particularly very good. It's not funny. Uh, and that's no. not something I like but to see. I've seen the film. Love and it's Thunder wasn't funny. Love and Thunder wasn't no, funny. Love and Thunder it, wasn't funny. And, and that thought it was funny, though. But it yeah, thought it, it was funny. It was the only one laughing at its own jokes. Next Go yeah. Wins goes through more of a comedic route, uh, kind of a slightly more stri- stripped back. But it's just, I just don't find it, didn't find it very funny. I think it comes out in, uh, by the time this show drops in a few days, about a week's time. So go check it out. He's got Akira, which he's not directing apparently, but he's writing. And that's oh. a huge, huge deal to so many people around the world. He's got What We Do in the Shadows. He's got Our Flag Means Death, Reservation Dogs, Time Bandits coming up. Man's a busy boy. The He's the quotes is being attributed to him though. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I, I respect the honesty. Look, I only did it for the money, and as it turns out, I did, I, it turned yeah. out quite well. But I do think at the minute, and I, I have nothing against Tyker. I do, I do think there is a bit of a groundswell against him. I do think he's getting a little bit lost in the hype a little bit. I think he's starting to believe his own hype a little bit, which is why I'd love for him before touching Star Wars to go back do a film like Boy, do Hunt for the Wilder People, something like that, where he almost go back home to New Zealand, you know, reacquaint yourself, ground yourself, do a great drama film, show us what you've shown us before that you can crush these roles. 
come back with that new perspective, give us that Star Wars where you can have fun again. Um, I think that's yeah. that's for me. That's what I'd like to see, but I can't see it happening because the guy is just so busy. But yeah, the, the quote doesn't particularly excite me. I don't want to see another Empire Return of the Jedi. I want to see a a new film in Star Wars uh, by whomever is helming it. I don't need it to feel like what I've already seen before. It, um, if we ever see it, if I was president of Lucasfilm tomorrow, that is one of the first things I would do. I'd be like, Taika, you're not associated with Lucasfilm anymore. You're not associated with, with stars anymore." Cheers, mate. Thanks. Next. I would, I would, mate, because I feel like if you're going to do, I, I, I would want people making Star Wars projects that actually want to make them, that actually want to tell a legacy, not just say, well, you know, I want to capture that joy and entertainment of Empire Strikes Back. Well, first and foremost, I know I'm looking Famously too happy deep. I know, I know I'm looking too deeply into it, but Empire Strikes Back ain't joy and entertainment. Well, it is entertainment, but it's not joy, is it? It's not in the context that he means. He's just, he's just saying it. He's just putting it out there to the world. And I, you know, just like if it were sports, if he were a sports, you know, football manager, um, his, his recent track record ain't great. It's not great, mate. Yeah, it, it may be in the two. Maybe again, you know, football times in the two thousands. He, 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 you know, won a cup, won a few cups, won a league. Yeah, now, you know, no, he's not. That something has grown. Something has changed. You are bang on the money, mate. You are spot on. He needs to go back. He needs to relearn what he what he learned, and that is common. That's that's something that you know many of us need to do. Whether it's you know work or quitting a habit, you know whatever. Sometimes you do need reminding. Yeah, you do need to go over the same stuff because that's life. And um, I don't know, mate. I've become very skeptical about it, and that's you know I don't like to be like that. I don't like to be you know I, I like the positivity. I like to try and look at things glass half full. There's a reason why at celebration zero mention of Tyker, yeah, zero true. mention, none at all. He's he's not reliable. Yeah. He's not reliable like, enough. There's there's so much going on as well. That's that's what's exactly that's why it's annoying as it is. Because do I want to see a Tyker Star Wars film like a classic Tyker? Yes, because I know the man can bring. When he brings his A game, he's fantastic. Yes. Do, yes, I do want to see it. But that aside of all of the kind of the mishmash hodgepodge comments from Tyker, we're getting all of those Disney Plus series, which we ex- hope will be good. We're getting three new films. You know, they, they, as far as we know at the minute, they're as close to guaranteed as we can say. We've got plenty to be looking forward to. If this was the only thing cooking, I'd be a little bit worried. I'd be thinking, yes. oh man, the diner might be shutting down soon. But. Uh, well, look how excited we get thinking about New Jedi Order. We've got the Mandoverse film, which now has the chief creative officer directing it. So if you've got to hope it's going to tie everything together. And obviously you've got Mangold, who's going to start talking about his film eventually. There's a lot to look forward to, mate. Whether or Tiger's going to be on board or not, at the minute, not bothered, because we've got so much to look forward to. And the future's looking good, yeah. mate. We've got a CCO, and we're loving it. Hi, this is Kenny Lee. This is Roger Christian. This is Misty Roses. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Numb in the Star Wars movies. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I tell you now, mate, one of the things I'm looking forward to most when these new films come out is seeing them first and foremost and getting that childlike joy of you know seeing a big screen spectacle on the big screen 
but also after we go and see it having a beer afterwards or a rum and coke more like and as fate would have it as the force would direct us we have (laughs) we have landed off the essex falcon outside of our favorite dusty drinking hole the bantina and the only question that remains my friend is shall we let's do it Ah, can i offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Oxy, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, you can bring those beefy guns with you when we go and watch these films, mate. Cannot wait. We love a drink uh, in moderation. And each week here in the Bantina, we hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. And here we have a couple of Kef beers sequel reference and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing so this week we asked for your thoughts on Filoni's new role whilst Luke has a Shadows of the Empire toy yeah I've got flat top you know flat top Chewbacca with the old <laughs> yeah. eye band eye bandage eye what's it called flipping pirate eye cap pirate thing. eye patch eye patch thank you <laughs> made me think What's of the Beatles that? song you know you got all flat top um, one and one, one come together Maybe, come together yeah come together Chewbacca mm, yeah right okay uh, some questions let me hang on let me just load it back up again yes no we've got some sweet opinions across the board about Filoni's promotion over at Lucasfilm uh, to yes. kick us off Mo Sifslayer who's just recently become a dad congratulations, congratulations. mate. congratulations he says potentially good news as long as we don't get a nine movie ahsoka saga a 12 season disney plus show and a remastered edition of the skywalker saga with new footage of ahsoka in the battles of yavin hoth and endor Um, he loves it fantastic i i I get the point dude I totally get the point. Um, Eve Evangel, our boy, ST90019, says, I sense great danger. It's what the vocal fans on the internet wanted, but the prequels teach us to be careful about who to give power. It's fan service populism. Yes, George Lucas's Apprentice. Yes, Clone Wars nostalgia. But I can't shake the feeling that the projects he's involved in the most are the meta deep dive weirdness that's driving casual fans away the most not sure about that as a business decision if they want to downsize and focus on the core fans and mcu it with the interconnectedness it's however probably the best move so we've got a bit of a deep dive from eve there on i hear it i see the point and to some extent i agree but i don't completely agree totally respect the opinion though um clerical error our boy all the way over from uh, Oregon. It's Oregon, is it? Or Washington State? I think it's Oregon, Oregon. yeah. He says, while not being 100% clear on exactly what this job title entails, it makes... Uh, yeah fair point it makes sense when it comes to the creative process dave filoni is the apprentice of lucas and the obvious heir to the empire it's what many fans have been asking for and it's so much better choice than many others out there here's to hoping dave dares to branch out from what has become before we are what they grow beyond love that what a comment 
What a comment. We've got a few more over on Instagram, but obviously, as per usual, we can't cover them all, mate. But what else are people saying on like uh, Twitter or X, whatever the heck it's called this week, or Facebook? What are people saying, mate? All those other socials. Uh, we've got a few comments over there. We've got a nice uh, smattering of mixed bags. Uh, loving the comments from Eve and from Andreas and from Mo. Congratulations again, mate. You're going to be wonderful parents. Uh, the kids going to have plenty of lightsabers to play with, that's for sure. Um, we've got uh, Nico says in, 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 of the appointment, I don't love it, but was there a realistic better or another choice? That's a good point. Not right. It is a good, you know, very good that's, you know, to pour water on it a little bit. Who else are they going to get? Uh, Bernie Wasser, I wish him every success and hope that he's able to bring balance to the force. That is Star Wars um, Peanuts, Ray Sky Goat. I think it's more so a title change than anything else, in my opinion. He's already been, he's already doing everything that's stated in the job role now, but maybe with a bit more intensity and authority. Uh, MN Soda, my honest opinion is nothing's going to change. People are treating Filoni like he's some prophesied saviour or something. Really, he's going to be doing the same stuff he's always done. Just this time, his voice carries more weight. Uh, two more there. The dog father. That's paradoxical, isn't it? That's paradoxical yeah, in itself, it that is. comment. But fair enough. We'll- <laughs> We're here for it. We're here for it. The dog father yeah. said it couldn't come quick enough. He's the right person. You know, Star Wars inside out. The franchise has had a rocky road over the last decade. I'm hoping that the future should be a lot smoother from now. Here's hoping. And finally, the Star Bros podcast said, but did he post about it on LinkedIn? It's great. It ain't official till it's on LinkedIn, boys. So, yeah, great shout. If someone can just confirm that, if Dave has updated his LinkedIn profile. Um, Mainly positive, I'd say, though, but there are... I don't think there's any out there that are outright against it, but there are some, you know, cautionary voices in the wind there, which, you know, I always throw my hat into that a bit as well. I I think I love the idea of the shepherd. I just hope that... You know, the, we, we, it's not one unified vision, and everyone gets a seat at the table and has a little little oh. chat. They can all bring their own food to the buffet. But you love it, yeah, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. No, I get that, mate. I totally get it, and I, I, I totally understand some of the concerns, even if I don't yep. completely yep. share them. Yeah, and you know, it's in motion, isn't it? Always is, always is. So Ooh. there is a degree of well, wet, let's wait and see. But one thing is for sure that you know, Dave didn't have this. Effect position i like to comment by the way that dave has more or less been doing this for a for a yeah. wee bit and i i would concur with that i'd agree with that to some extent um but it's all formal now and he's getting paid for it yeah he's getting paid yeah. for it so there will be a difference they don't just throw around these titles and like, there you go mate no no he would have got probably a substantial pay rise again maybe a bonus what you know whatever but it probably means he's going to be doing a lot more work on top of everything yes. else he was doing um, but anyway, you know, yeah, all in all, really cool. Great to get people's opinions, mate. Love it. Yes. This is the way. Surprise to be sure, but will it be a welcome one? We'll find out. Uh, in the meantime, though, thank you everyone who sent in your comments for this week. And if you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to send in your thoughts and maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the band Cena. The best podcast you've ever heard Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd Got a Patreon now with lots of tears From $2 a month is all it is Best podcast Hello there Best podcast Best podcast <laughs>
That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcasts. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Spice is part of the <laughs> two nice patron question section. We've only got one this show, but it's a beefy, beefy, beefy boy. It's from Gordon Brown, all the way from Scotland. He's Scotland. He says, Scotland. Hi, Gordon, wait, Gordon Brown is, he's a Scotty. I'm not he confused. He is Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here yeah, he is. Right. He's always talking about the old firm, isn't he? I'm yeah, he loves it. Ah, he loves it. He loves a bit of Jude Bellingham. Right, he loves hi, a bit fellas. of fried bar. <laughs> Big time. Oh, often. Iron Brew. What a shout. Yep. What a shout. Hi, fellas. I think the recent streaming content has focused too much on the good in Star Wars. There's not enough villainy for my liking. Starting to wonder if there's ever going to be room for a Vader series, exploring his time in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I'd say probably not. And this saddens me. Could have been cool and would have allowed creators to delve into the dark side much more than they have so far. Anyway, what I want to know is, who is your favourite Star Wars baddie and why you can choose from movie streaming series or books i've already alluded to mine darth vader i love the look i like his story i love his power it has to be said i enjoyed reading the darth bane trilogy and i loved hearing the rule of two and his learnings of the sith at what is basically the school of sith yes we all love a bit of sith hogwarts that's me saying that not gordon brown i uh, <laughs> could have been so good yeah matty boy go on get the old so get, there we good. go thank you, you go. if he continues, if Disney used Vader to explain the dark side of the Force in a similar way. All the best, guys. Well played, Matt, for holding the fort in Bly's absence the last wee while. And to Luke, get well soon. Stay spicy. Gord, what a beautiful message. Love this guy. What are you saying, Matty boy? Yeah, it was a meaty one, but what are you saying about, you know, favourite Star Wars baddie? And this is why a is great question. Uh, yes, Snoke. Um... Good, uh, good question, Gordon, mate. Yeah, thank you for the kind words. Uh, glad to see Master Blywalker back again and the team is back together. Um, wait, wait. Too much good in Star Wars. There's not enough villainy for my liking. Or maybe there will be a show or two coming out which will be focusing more on the scum and villainy in Star Wars. We will see. Um, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I, I think Lukey Boy mentioned it last week or in one of the weeks just gone where I don't think we're ever going to get a bad, like a, a proper straight up baddie show we might get something like the acolyte which is dark side but there's going to be plenty of jedi in there to balance it out and who knows maybe the baddie will turn good at the end hopefully not because it's a trope and i'm sick of it will they have a show with a sith if they're going to do it i think maybe they could do it in the old republic more so where there's less of a 
I say connection. Obviously, people love the Old Republic, but in you know, like canonically, you know, Vader as we see him. I don't want to. I don't want to peek behind the curtain too much with Vader. What they're giving us in, you know, the Charles Saul's Vader comics. You know, I've said a few things about the comics here and there, but the Vader ones have been consistently great in, you know, really diving into Papa Anakin and how they use him in Rebels and how they used him in the Star Wars Jedi games. He's like, he is mm. the boogeyman, the Michael Myers. He's there when you need a bad guy and when all else fails, you send in Daddy Vader, the man in leather. I, I love that. You know, they're not. The, the more we see behind the mask and that, I don't know if that's a good thing for Vader. He has to keep some of that mysticism and that uh, mystery around him. Otherwise, what is there to tell about him? We need to keep some um, cards hidden. So, you know, maybe you could have a story of a bad guy in the Old Republic who is just a bad guy because we haven't got that connection to him and you can do what you want. Maybe they could do that and I'd be here for it. But mm. I think something like Andor, where kind of like you get the moral grey area, is probably the deepest we're going to go. No, because when we first meet Andor in that, well, in Rogue One, he kills a man cold blood. In Andor, he shoots some guy, two guys in the head basically within ten minutes. Guys, a guy loves a blasting people. Um, so, so for that, I don't know if we're ever going to see a Vader show. The more I think about it, I quite like how they're using him so far, making him like the terrifying. I agree. Man. Yeah, Who's my favourite baddie? Do you know what? I'm? I'm sorry, Gordon. I'm going to be basic Billy because when I was thinking about this at work this week and last week. And I was going through all the bad guys, and there's some really cool, nuanced ones. I love Director Krennic. I love Tarkin. Mm. I love Vader. I love some of the ones from the books, of course. But there is no better. There is no better villain, almost in cinema, than Papa Palps. The guy, because listen, you want to talk evil. The guy hasn't got a good bone. He hasn't got a good molecule atom in his body. He is like the embodiment of just evil, of dark, and mm. he is the scheming, charming, serpent-like manipulator. And then we see him as the absolute barbaric dictator to, and then towards the end of the contingency when he's like, well, if I die, you're all going with me. Yeah, the guy is a loose cannon at, uh, towards the end. I love it. But he's a master manipulator, a genius of his craft. I don't think there's a better villain. I know it's probably cliche and, and basic to answer that, but no. who else is that? I love Krennic, though. I love Krennic's kind of like weaseliness in Rogue One, um, yeah. comparatively. But... Palps is one of the ultimate villains in, in film for me because he is just that. There is no redemption. There is no turn in that guy. He is bad to the bone. And that's what I love. We've already got the ultimate baddie in, 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 in our franchise and it's Palps. And, you know, somehow he returned. You can't keep him down. So, mm. you know, the man kept coming back. But, yeah, Papa Palps is mine, mate. Long-winded. But there's there are a lot more, you know, villains, anti-villains. But I liked Kylo Ren as well. I really love Kylo Ren. Um... And I lo- would love to say Grievous, but we see much of them. What about you, though, mate? In terms of like, the the dark side of Star Wars, do you think there's room for a again? Just just to kind of reiterate your point, is there a room for mm. a straight up dark side story? And who's your favourite baddie? No, no, not 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 really. The only the only way I could see something like that happening is if we got a Tales of the Sith, you know, animated short, a sort of equivalent, just yep. explaining canon. Uh, and, uh, and it would be appropriate for children as well, but it, it would need to teach children, families and adults, by the way, good from bad. Yeah. And that's what good fairy tales do. And so sometimes when you do have, you know, a, 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 you know, a villain show, it, it needs to do that. Right. 
or at least explain why or how a person becomes evil. Yeah. Yep. And that's what the prequels already did. You know, the prequels do that with Vader. And that goes to my answer. You know, I, I, I think Vader is the most iconic villain in cinematic history. Full stop. Full stop. No one comes close. Totally agree. Yeah, no one comes close. And if you ask anyone who's, you know, worth their salt in film knowledge, loves film, loves cinema, they'd probably agree. They'd probably agree. I think Vader would probably come out as number one. Uh, I adore Vader. But, you mate, you've already given me a great answer, Gordon, on that. So I'm going to give you some alternatives. Okay. And I think someone who is really underrated, Count Dooku. I love me Ooh. some Dooku. Yeah, because and and the, the my, one of my favourite scenes, and I'm bringing it back up from last week, mate. Attack of the Clones, Obi Wan and Dooku are having a conversation. Oh, yeah, and Dooku is almost you know romanticising this idea of you know not being a Jedi. Oh, don't worry, mate. You know we can we can combat the good from the other side. We can do it from this. The Republic is corrupt. This is corrupt. That's corrupt. We can fix it. He's it's it's seductive, isn't it? And it's almost you know reminiscent of the serpent and you know eat the eat the fruit in the Garden of Eden. You know do this, mate. Oh, I love it. I love it. Dooku is absolutely underrated, and we get that filled out a lot in Clone Wars, mate. Him and that fat off chin, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Super accurate. Yeah, accurate, mate. He's just he's a great he's a great character, and I Tales of the Jedi, dude. Tales of the Jedi. That oh, is so that, good. The Dooku stuff was absolutely sensational, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Adored it. Need. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that again soon. I'm gonna mate, watch that again soon. And that's that's yeah. what we need, mate. You know, I'm not gonna babber on about it. You know, that's mm. what I say about canon. Stories out there, we know Dooku. Let's have a few little vignettes just to say, oh, actually, this is what he was like. Well, this is what he's getting. Same as all those short stories and books I love. That's what they're, that's what, that's what then when they work best, when they're building what's come before, not changing it, but adding to it. Stuff which yes. we're never going to see on screen. Tales of the Jedi, perfect. You know, short yes. stories, perfect. I love that. And your point, mate, I think I agree with you actually about the darkness. I think if we're ever going to get a dark side, like a pure dark side story it would be animation because any kind of violence you can hide in animation somewhat you can be creative and we've got andor which isn't necessarily yeah. for kids we, we know that we know listeners have said they can't watch it with their kids because they're not interested or it's too kind of too heavy for them to watch so i think we would watch it in animation and, and people don't like hearing this but star wars has to appeal to kids as well same for young yes. jedi adventures i see lots of uh, a certain demographic getting very upset about Young Jedi Adventures when they see it on the Star Wars Instagram or tw- Twitter. Like, guys, it's a kids show. Calm down. And yes. that is what the where, where any good franchise is going to be aiming their um, quad knock, binox at. You know, it's how can we get the youngsters involved because they are the future? So, great uh, question, Gordon. Lukey boy, fantastic answer. So, Count Dooku and Papa Palps are going to be ours with a little sprinkling of Vader. But guys out there, who's your favourite Star Wars villain? Is it someone in one of the animated shows? Is it someone from a game? Is it someone from Legends? Is it somebody from one of the books or comics? Let us know. Uh, uh, we'd love to have a discussion or just to hear what you have to say. But short and sweet in the Bantina, but that question was anything but. It was proper meaty. 
Yeah, chef's yeah, kiss beautiful. to you, Gordon. Beautiful. Love you yeah, up there, mate. Bartender, we are so sorry about the mess, but we're done here. Don't worry, though. We're going to be back again for a little bit more filth next week in the Bantina. Gordon! <laughs> It's the Star Wars Sessions game! Good game! Yes! I like that. We, we are back. That caught me off guard, that bit. We love you, Gordon. We also love a game. Each week on Star Wars Sessions, we end on a Star Wars-themed game or entertainment segment. We alternate hosting responsibilities each week. This week, it is mine after last week's blockbuster game. Lukey boy, do you want to know what you're going to be subjected to this week? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. What what, what you got planned for moi? I'm not going to lie, mate. I felt, I felt the pressure. It, had, it just doesn't live up to yeah. last week's game. Last week's game was an all-timer. Gold standard. <laughs> so I thought, well, how do I do it? I can't you know, find another song as relevant and as legendary and as touching and deep as... Uh, Grogu magic hand dance. I was like, well, what true. can I do to, for Lukey Boy? I don't want to do a quiz. We do quiz all the time. One well, new show sometimes, like, well, let's do a quiz. Instead, how was your George Lucas impression feeling today? Uh, well, I've already, like, oiled up some, you know, Lucas impressions from earlier, haven't I? So, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, I did a little bit of scouting today on the internet and I found a few Star Wars characters from across the eras who have ridiculous names. And I want you to oh. try and pronounce them as George Lucas. Simple oh, as that. It's simple. using your impression to pronounce stupid words <laughs> in Star Wars. And I'd like to, I mean, like, like he's at a board meeting. I think we should call this guy this. So basically, Nable. I just want to hear Nable. you do impressions of silly words. Nable. Yeah. All right. Let's do it, mate. Nable. Yeah. Well, right. Oh, oh. I'm going to copy these into our chat oh, no. and I'll also re- spell them out for you guys who are listening. So, Lukey boy, okay. as George Lucas, get your George on, get your, yeah. get your Lucas going. Can you? <clears throat> I want you to say this name, this Star Wars character, as George Lucas. And once Lucas said it, I'll spell it for you guys in the audience. There we go, mate. As oh, George. What? See you later. Oh, um, you know, uh, Oral Quirk Creek. Oral Creek. Named after a wait- waitress that <laughs> I met in Norway when we were filming uh, Empire. I was so tired. So <laughs> tired. <I'm> <laughs> <How> about- <laughs> keep this going. I'm not going to stop. How about this one? R- Rook Roro. Yeah. Rook Roro. It's what, a what does that mean, George? Wookie. It's a Wookie. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the uh, pervert grandpa in uh, <laughs> in the uh, holiday special. It's his true name, uh, of course. Uh, not forgetting uh, Jabba. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Jabba uh, Desilajic uh, Tiori. Oh. <laughs> I love, I love him. He's my favorite. I love him as much as Diet Coke and eating a bowl of noodles in a food court in Adelaide. Uh, <laughs> Baron Natalovsky uh, Papanoida. 
Is that you recognise that guy? Not not Louise. Oh, that's himself. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, yep. keep going, George. I'm going to throw these thick and fast. Well, Kajan Sanikto. Kajan Sanikto. That's my nickname for Kathy. You know, I ring <laughs> her up. Tell her, what are you doing? What are you doing to my stories, Kathy? <laughs> Who's this uh, a nickname for? Doda. But don't know. Oh, come on. What is this? Who is that? Come on, George. You're making these up. No, no, it's a Rodian. Uh, uh, don't. Do, <laughs> Doda. <laughs> Doda, but on a weedo. He's part of the Max Rebo band. Yeah. I named him after uh, this kid I went to high school with in California. Talisbeth Edwin Dung Esther Hazy. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. That's okay, my I'll favorite. Save, I'll save the best to last. But, yeah, go on. What's, um, yeah. During the New Hope, George, you created the Tuscan Raiders, and I want to know what the inspiration was between this name and the noise they make. If you could just kind of you, pronounce that for me. Wait, I need. Hang on, pause. <laughs> what is that? It's a name. What is that? A raw. That's not a name. <laughs> it is. That's not a name. That's it a is. noise. It's a name. Matt's literally. Matt's, Matt, are you making this up on the go? No, I've, got, I've just, got it in front of me. Matt has just written up, written down. U R O R R U R R R. In George, please. We'll call him Aurora. Aurora. It's Aurora, basically. Aurora. Aurora. You're going to go for that one, I think you'll be alright. I think you'll be fine. Ah, well, you know. One more in George Tone, because you've got one more to go. You've got the money shot coming up. So, how do you say Aurora in George Tone? I've said that already. Oh, have you? I wasn't listening. Right, yeah. Oh. I was too busy trying to debunk you. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Yeah. This is an actual name. Say that. That's an oh, actual name. Have, have this is the final laugh. one. This isn't real. What's this, this from? A, What's this from? I'll tell you afterwards. Powdock Drabo Takat Sap Directi Nick Linky T. These lyrics. No, it's Are these lyrics. No, trust me, it's a name. Tiki Faf Nikni Saviv Likek. What do you call favorite George? I just let I just let the others do it. I'll let Marsha do of it. She <laughs> she deals of everything, you know. There you, there you until go, she is. until she left me. <laughs> <laughs> but Guilty. who own, But who owns a vineyard? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who wins at life? Well, mate, that's going to do it for you, George, because there was quite a lot going on there. I've just sent you two links, mate, to prove that Aurora and Paldock are real characters in the wars. Just so you know, I'm not making these up, mate. These are real deal. No, no, no. Right. Are we doing the first one first? What is this? So, Cobra. So, Cobra. Also known as? Also known as. That's a. That's And in Legends. His name was actually Aurora. That's just to be it to a Kobe, or whatever your name is, a Koba. Yeah, that's got to be. That's just got to be how they pronounce it, isn't it? Probably. It's got to be. Like this is mental. Powdock. Yeah, Powdock. Just says the archives are incomplete. 
Oh no, keep going down. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it say? There it is. I can see it in front of me. I got it. I got it there. Poundonk? Oh, I can't see this, Matt. Yeah, basically, says... Poundonk is. Uh, he was. He was in. He was in Rogue One. He was named. He's just known as Pal. He was killed during the Battle of Scarif. He's. He gets. He gets screen time and a, and a few and a line or two. P A O says Rogue One. this doesn't exist, mate. I think. I think you're you're mugging me off. You mugging no, me off, mate. Saying? Just to prove that I have, I have, I have my. Uh, we're we're my, gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to post a <laughs> post on Instagram. Yeah. I'm gonna post. It's this. real. I promise. It's real. I promise. We'll do a reel about it. Um, so at the risk of How this about- going on forever, I've WhatsApped you the link. So hopefully that works a little bit better now. All right. Um, that one should work. I think the link on our software was incomplete, but I've WhatsApped you the link. It's real. Oh, I see it. Great. Perhaps the records are incomplete. Uh, <laughs> you know me. I yeah. Do. Oh no! Tell us no. it's real. That's his name. Yeah, but also known it's, as Pal. <laughs> it's Pal from Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. You know that the writers oh, are basically just having the Kathy, biggest laugh ever. Uh, Kathy, what are you doing to my mythology? What are you doing <laughs> to my stories? Who is this guy? Pal Doc Why the, Grabber, Takat, why the hell has he got such a long name? Nick Linky-T-K-Vev-Nick-Nisevev-Lee-Kek. You know that that was basically leftover names, and they thought, for a laugh, should we just stick them all together and shorten it to pal? You know that's this, what happened. They're just, this bloke is it. an absolute lad, though. I love the action figure of him, the pal yeah, from Yeah, pal's quality. He, uh, he's the he's for the uh, No, he's not. No, yeah, he's on the beach, isn't he? Yeah, and he shouts he's, something. Um, uh I what he shouts but he shouts something and then gets obviously <laughs> gunned down but uh, yeah long name didn't fit that on his yeah. gravestone no probably no, big time mate big time well, well there depends. we go mate depends uh, how big the George thank you for is. showing up mate and uh, playing the game thank you welcome back to Star Wars George Lucas oh you know I've had enough I just want to make a short film in my own garage <laughs> you, you know Jamie Richards is out there now having the time of his life listening to this as he always Melanie's does Melanie's going to call me <laughs> <laughs> he's such a guy I want to meet him one day I, 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 just, meeting I have to don't I can't don't. I can't imagine what it would be like to meet him because there's clearly no airs or graces about him he's not like no, a, I know he, he doesn't see himself as anything other than just a, a lad who wants to make a museum and make a picture that's all he yeah. is and eat noodles he it's maybe if he didn't crash his car, when he was a young man, we wouldn't have got Star Wars. There is a strong possibility of that, by the way. That's not so me, true. That's that's not true. me being out of order, yeah, or making that up. That's a true story. Those stories always get me, mate. It's destiny, isn't it? It's the thought. It's those kind of things. It's like, what if, what if they did, mate, go on forever. What if Marlon Bra- Al Pacino, sorry, was cast as Han Solo? What if Leonardo DiCaprio was Anakin Skywalker? What if Martha didn't change the edit um, or help with the edit? You know, all these kind of things. We, none of this would be happening. And it's just everything. Uh, Marsha Lucas. I always get her name wrong. Marsha Lucas. I always call her Martha. Marsha. Uh, Martha. <laughs> Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. If all those chips yeah. didn't fall into place, none of this happens. And it's it's crazy. But yeah, and obviously George, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I'd love to meet George. George, come on the show, mate. We'd love to interview. No, and have a I'd bit of fun. That. We think you'd love like it. it. But uh, well good done, job mate. in the game, mate. Well done. Well done. I think one of my favourite was, uh, was, was Talis Beth. Iwandang Esther Hazy. That's just classic, you know? That is classic Star Wars. We all know the story. I'm waiting for Talisbev's um, 
book to come out. Uh, I think that's from Legends. Um, I don't know yeah. who she was. She's a talented Jedi warrior, apparently, and she was a Vors. She was from from Vorzid Five, which is why Legends was a bit cack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a Star Trek planet. You know? It does, and I know our boy Eve doesn't like those kind of names, so I'm with you there, mate. But let's call it that is going to do that there for episode 225 of Star Wars sessions, mate. We're a quarter of the century through this decade, oh, this century of. Uh, of of episodes it's very exciting we'll be at 300 before you know it the filth filth the dirt, filth the hodgepodge. Oh, i just want a crispy cream i want to crawl up Ooh. with a crispy cream i love him i love him george lucas supremacy always one day i'm gonna go to comic-con one day as georgie boy it's gonna happen it's gonna Please. happen mate but uh, mate 225 in the bag let's have it Done. Bah. let's do it but that is that then for this episode of star wars sessions episode 225 it's been fun but the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master Bly walker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk you can search for us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok threads everywhere just search star wars sessions and you'll find us drop us a voice note or a message to our email address which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk guys please don't forget about our patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions i've dropped a few journals lately really good fun we got one with the old missus coming out we're talking about star wars and dune some similarities between the two i had johnny on the show as well after the galactic empire gig in london a few weeks ago and we're chatting it's the galactic empire radio special really good fun mate really good fun two dollars two dollars gets you access come on come on oh and we got watch along we got like commentaries come on yeah we do we do all that filth is to i think a new hope's the next commentary so that'll be dirty when it comes around but yeah some some great uh news shows from lukey boy we'll have a podcast coming out we'll have a jibber jabber which is me jabbering on for half an hour 45 minutes as well uh if you want to support the show for free though keep doing what you're doing and listen but please do leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice so if you're on spotify apple Podcasts, google amazon just scroll on up Bosh us those five stars. We've already done it by the time I finish speaking. They will help the show grow. They get new listeners in. It gets us up the algorithm. More listeners coming in. It's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell your nearest creative chief chief creative officer <laughs> i got it wrong there i was like cco no. oh oh tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier castle spicier yes until your nearest creative comes up with stupid names like oral quig and cage nikto sasa that is the oh, podcast you're looking see, for you're... so until next time from me good see ya and from luke good pronunciations mate very good that was That's seamless good better than your navel we're gonna do navel <laughs> oh may the force be with you always luke lord jukas gotta be in it surely come on, come on lord jukas for come this on. one let's do it execution all that stuff come on yeah we didn't even get up yeah hopefully dave floney smashes it we love him you love it kids love it oi oi jude bellingham hey what a lad love him
They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Governor Tuck, I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. What?